Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Labor Day, Monday, September 7th. As always, everybody, I am your host, Mr. Javier Reyes. You know me, you know the face, and you, well, maybe you know the face, but you definitely know the name. Uh, go and check out the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, which is J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel so inclined, hit me up on there with any questions or comments you might have, and I'll do my very best to answer them here on the show. You can also hit up the Gmail, which is LockdownPodres at gmail.com if you have any more like in-depth questions you might want to. You know, you, we all know how that goes. You know what you need to depth more specific question you just send the email so you, you, you get what i'm going with it right guys uh but yeah today's episode as i kind of alluded to um last week is a recap slash reaction little mini pod uh with uh sir one sir knight the the grand master of oakland mr uh jason burke of locked on a's and we just like i said we just talked about the the weekend series the weekend series that went very much in the padres way for the most part and we get into all that ask each other a couple questions about each other's teams and yeah i hope everyone is enjoying the holiday and whatnot but if you're not maybe you're not hanging out with anybody maybe you don't have anywhere to go whatever well uh hey maybe you can uh take solace in the fact that my voice will comfort you on this day today all right guys so uh without further ado let's go all right everybody as promised as prophesized i always say this i always like saying prophesized it makes it sound dramatic uh i'm being joined by jason burke of locked on a's because why is that why, what, what do you think that's the reason for? Because we just played the A's and we kicked their butts. No, not really. It was actually a little bit more uh, contended of a series for sure. Uh, but first, before we get into all that, Jason, how are you doing? I mean, great. I was prophesized about you kicked my butt and now I'm here. <laughs> so this should be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was one of those series. I think one of my first things heading against the series was Oakland's great, but they were just they didn't play in like a week. So I don't know if these are things we can't really measure, I guess, with stats and stuff. But it was just like they haven't played baseball in like a week. You know, they've all basically just been quarantining. So maybe we caught them at the right time, per se. What kind of uh, were some initial reactions, thoughts that you had in terms of the A's uh, after this series? This 2-3 or no, 2-1 uh, win by the Padres, of course. Um, I mean, I know that the A's record's really good. But for the last couple of weeks, maybe three weeks, hmm. they haven't been playing very well. They just mm. kind of keep winning dramatic win dramatically and stuff, but they're not executing with like a runners in scoring position, two outs or anything like that stuff. So mm. it, it's been a weird season so far where you're like, hey, you're atop the leaderboard, but you're not playing very well. So what's that actually say about the AL West right now? Um, I think that Friday they probably would have lost like four to nothing if they had been playing, you know, throughout the course of the week as opposed to seven to nothing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, for, for the most part, that that's how they've been playing, except for Matt Chapman striking out ten times. That is not usual. <laughs> well, hey, Matt Chapman, not as known for his bat as he is for his defense, but still, I uh, I just I enjoyed watching him field for one thing. I enjoyed watching that. <laughs> um, what's going on with? I want to ask you a couple questions, and that's like, what's going on with one Marcus Simeon this year, and two, perhaps more importantly, Matt Olson, who by all accounts is like one of those great power hitters and just seems to not really, uh, I don't know, have that consistency this year. What's kind of going on with the A's in that sense? Uh, well, I'll start with Simeon cause he's hurt right now, but I think that he's going to be coming back during the Houston series at some point. So at some mm-hmm. point in the next four days, you should see him back on the field. Um, and last year, I think that that was like his peak year. 
I, I wasn't necessarily expecting him to repeat that, but I think that he's somewhere in between like the rough, roughly league average to a little bit better and like MVP candidate that he was. And he was trying to get there, but it wasn't. And it's also a contract year in Corona times and all that. There's a lot of weird things going on. So I don't know necessarily mm-hmm. who he is yet. And also small sample size. You got usually over the course of 162, you find out who a yeah. guy is. He's had Absolutely. 30 games. And I'm like, hey, he's played like March or April. You know, I'm like, hey, he hasn't had enough games. So I don't know which player he is still yet. And I think that that's going to kind of reflect on him in free agency and maybe open the door to him resigning with the A's if they want him. Um, as for Matt Olson, he's actually hitting the ball well. I think that the shift is hurting him a little bit, but as we saw against the Padres, he he's getting more hits. He's getting a little hotter, and uh, that could be a really big thing if both Simeon and Chapman are out for any extended period of time. Uh, riding Matt Olson's bat, and also Ramon Laureano not liking the Astros. Um, riding those two <laughs> things could lead to a nice series against uh, against Houston here. So, uh, and also uh, Olson's underlying stats, his expected stats are much higher than his like 179 batting average or whatever he had this weekend. Um, he he's roughly he was expected to hit like 260, 270. So, and that's actually really good for him. So he's hitting the ball well. I just think that the shifts might be catching up with him a little bit and also a little bit of bad luck mm, i feel that i feel that it's it's true though like what you alluded to before though it's it's it is a small sample size and for one thing i do feel like the a's have slipped a little bit but i still like that team so much as we discussed many moons ago for those who don't remember uh jason and i did like a buddy ball <laughs> uh go through recap rewatch retrospective like back you know when the, the, the pandemic was still at full effect, or that's how should I rephrase this? Back when where there was no baseball, I should say, the pandemic is still kind of happening. I want to be uh, careful with that. But um, that was really fun. And it just feels like, aside from that podcast, Jason, you know, and then the Ramon Laureano incident, which you just alluded to before with uh, the Astros, which was, I feel like the last time people were talking about the A's, I don't mean that to, you know, besmirch the team totally, but it does, I guess, now that you bring up all these things, yeah, it feels like the team's... Um, stumbling just a little bit is there any good news in terms of the pitching side of things Uh, i feel besmirched first off um (laughs) (laughs) i don't even know if that was the right word i just just came to my head i'm gonna use it okay so the pitching has been the the bullpen has been the the foundation for everything going well this season uh that's why they've had so many late inning comebacks and all that stuff Uh, as we've seen petite over the last two or three outings that he's had he's been giving it up a little bit more uh, Soria had a tough time against your San Diego Padres, so that kind of stinks. But everybody else Damn has right been good, and those guys are you know solid veterans. I'm not necessarily worried about them. Um, Frankie Montas, as Ken Rosenthal said on what was it Friday, Saturday, Saturday, mm-hmm. and I said that morning on my podcast, so he definitely listens. Um, uh, it, Frankie Ken. Montas is the key to the A's and their postseason hopes because. He can be their ace if he's pitching like he was his first few starts, but he had some some neck tightness uh, before his start in Arizona. No, uh, the start before Arizona, so he got skipped a little bit. He ended up pitching against Arizona, got shelled. He gave up like nine runs in two innings. wasn't great, um, and he just hasn't really refound really what where he was before the neck tightness. And so if he's hurting, that's not great. But if it's something that 
can get better, that's that's good, as opposed to, you know, people are just seeing this fastball because he stinks now. Um, Sean Mania has been pitching a lot better. Uh, he, you know, did well against the Slam Diego Padres, which was interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, he went five innings, gave up one run, so that was nice. Um, he'd be a welcome addition to whatever we got as starters. Um, Chris Bassett's been good, but his underlying stats still have me a little bit wary. He might be like a six inning, give up four runs kind of guy, which I guess you need, you need those, but I don't know if you need those for the playoffs. Um, and then obviously Jesus Lozardo, who I'm going to blame New York on him giving up runs on Friday. Cause after that, uh, that run got taken off the board, he just kind of fell apart and didn't make it through the next inning. So, uh, New York, that one's on you. Hey, hey, you know what? It's it's fine to blame things on New York every now and then, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, Jason, uh, one other thing. Uh, or no, not one other thing. Just do you have any questions for me? Because I feel like now that this is going to go on the Padres feed, people are going to get mad at me. They're going to say, oh, we turned this into an A's podcast. Well, s- sorry. I like hearing about the A's every now and then. And we did just play them. And I feel like there isn't necessarily too much to say. But what do you like kind of feel about the Padres? You got any questions for me you want to ask her? Any kind of I got thoughts? a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I have threatened my listeners with turning this into a Padres podcast if they don't start playing better. So, <laughs> you know, same page. I, th- th- there's uh, multiple people in the Lockdown Network, I feel like, that have said that. <laughs> Shout out Ryland Styles. <laughs> we need to really just have, like, the Lockdown Emma, like, the, the main feed for the national audience. We're like, yeah, this is, we all just talk about the Padres now. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> mandated one, one a week. All right, now before we get into a very, very good question, I'm sure that Jason Book has prepared for me. We're going to talk really quickly, guys, about something that's actually very serious, so I'm going to not do any silly voices. We're going to be talking for a second about erectile dysfunction because it isn't easy, guys. Usually, we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like, I lost my mojo or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, oh, I had a long day of work or sorry, I'm just not feeling it, right? But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan if medication is appropriate. Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet, as already mentioned before. Getting started is simple. Just go to Roman.com and get complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle. But now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to Roman.com slash MLB today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash MLB. GetRoman.com slash MLB. Guys, go check that out. So Zach Davies started on Friday night. He pitched really well. I knew that he's been mm-hmm. pitching really well all season. But what is the belief level for... Uh, San Diego fans at this point in him moving forward I think it's definitely just kind of riding the hot hand he's looking great and I think he's hilarious I think it's amazing that there's this guy just throwing 87 and seemingly that same sinker I feel like like every pitch and it just works and since it's a shortened season, which we've been talking about a lot of this podcast, um, it's probably like, hey, he's gonna have the hot momentum and he's probably gonna be the third starter in the postseason uh, followed by <clears throat> lament and then probably clevenger uh we we have i've even talked about paddock by the way who has been the bait of my existence who i actually have a solution <laughs> as to why he's been bad by the way which i'll get to in a second but uh davies has been great before the season started i just felt like he was a great buy for a fifth sparter, starter 
And I was like, this is a guy with like a 3.5 ERA last year, something around there. I could be a little bit wrong. And I was like, as a five starter, sure. What the heck? Why not? And he's just that that sinker. His changeup is pretty good, too. It's been better than uh, Aphrobetchen Paddocks. And I think we're all kind of believing in him. He's one of the more underrated pitches in the league right now. I would say it's like him and Dallas Keuchel, maybe. Dallas Keuchel, who, by the way, look, look, I'm not trying to be Mr. Take Man uh, out here on the podcast. So that's what we're supposed to do. But I want to that, that's a deliberate take. But like, what the heck, man? Why did that guy go outside for so long? Why did anybody give him a flyer? I just I had no idea why that didn't happen. It's like there's every now and then every few years you get those players where it's like, why didn't anyone just be like, yeah, I'll give that person a shot. You know what I mean? Like, why are they? Why didn't the A's sign him? Heck, you guys could use uh, Dallas Keuchel right now. You know, yeah, um, he costs but, money. Yeah, he costs money. Yeah, that must be the. It costs him four million or whatever the heck they paid for him this year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I think people are totally in on Davies uh, right now. Um, I would be a little bit worried just in, in the sense that maybe people start figuring out that sinker of his. They start catching up to it. But for right now, ah uh, man, I, he's earned it. He's earned the confidence. There's nothing really I can say otherwise. I was looking at his underlying stats, and it looks like he's getting barreled up a whole bunch, but mm-hmm. still has like a two-two-three ERA, which is insane mm-hmm. to me. I didn't see what his FIP was, so um, I uh, I dropped the ball on that one. Yeah, it's, like, it's... yeah, no, he his underlying stats are intriguing, but mm-hmm. he he's doing it so far. So right yeah. until it doesn't work anymore. It's one of those things where I would be more of a if this was a full season, I'd be more like, oh, let's let's look for the Davies regression. But it's just it's not inconceivable. It's like this guy's just going to be great for seven more starts, theoretically. Right. If they make the postseason and they Mm -hmm. they go far, that's possible when it comes to how I feel about him next year. Am I going to say he's going to be still that top 20, top 15 almost pitcher in the league still? Am I going to expect that next year? No, not necessarily. But I'm taking everything we get right now, man. Trust me. Oh, and that's the cool thing is you don't necessarily need them to be great next year because you're going to ha- hopefully Paddock's a little bit better. You got Clevenger, uh, Lamette, uh, and then maybe you got Mackenzie Gore. And there's one other starter mm-hmm. who's also good. Who I, oh, uh, so he's like yeah. the sixth starter, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. So it's, I, I mean, they have such a deep uh, farm system as you alluded to with Gore and then maybe Patino, hopefully, if he uh, gets oh, a go. I know you guys rocked him a little bit. I forgot who hit the home run off of him, but I was a little sad by that. Um, but yeah, uh, for was sure. That uh, I, it might have been Laureano. Yeah, that was definitely Laureano. That was yesterday. I'm getting yeah. all the games cramped together. Yesterday was a weird day. Um, but <laughs> anyway, let me now get it to Paddock, who is like, I figured out what's wrong with him, Jason. And here's what's wrong the issue with Chris Paddock, everybody. He's had one great, he had a great opening day. It's not great opening day start, but a very good opening day start with Francisco Mejia catching him. Intriguingly enough, Austin Hedges then proceeded to catch him for basically the rest of the next three, I think, starts. And curiously enough, uh, he didn't do that well. I'm saying this because I'm one of those people who's angry at the kind of media slash just narrative thing where Austin Hedges gets a lot more credit than maybe he should have i think for the padres um especially when it comes to um just catching guys i think that like if it's hurting the team i don't care who chris paddock has as his preferred catcher um but here's the bigger reason that he's been struggling right jason his best start of the season i didn't start him in my fantasy lineup that is why (laughs) ladies and gentlemen i figured it out yesterday or actually it is funny because I thought he wasn't that bad. I know you guys kind of lit him up at the beginning for four runs. He looked really bad. He was missing location yet again on that fastball. But 
I was a little bit like, why did Jace Tigler take him out? I thought he was kind of getting a little bit of a groove going. Why are we so inclined to use up that bullpen so quickly? I don't know about you, but I thought like at the end of it, the fifth inning, I was like, hey, I, I thought he would, was doing okay. <laughs> I thought he was doing okay now. At least let him like go a little bit longer instead of just five innings. So I was a little bit disappointed by that. Jace Tigler is a whole nother story, by the way. I think I need oh, three podcasts worth. He's a very interesting guy. Uh, I'm going to be talking about that tomorrow. Uh, with someone on the podcast, everybody, don't worry. Uh, we talked about Chase Tigler extensively. Uh, I'll tease that later. But uh, yeah, I, I think Paddock is, he's, there's an interesting uh, theory going around that I'm going to talk about everybody who's listening to the podcast for Lockdown Padres on our midseason-ish awards thing that I'm doing tomorrow with a special guest. Uh, we talk about Chris Paddock, so I'm not going to spoil our takes uh, that we have about him. But I think that he's he's one of those guys that was, I think he's in a sophomore slump. And he's in a – it's just a weird situation. But thankfully, thankfully, like you alluded to, they have more pitchers. Davies has been such a great revelation, and they still have Gore in the hole, who I think they might call up at some point. I don't know for sure, but I'm going to keep an eye on that because I need to see how Garrett Richards does and if he can stay alive, which has been a question. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Jason, I don't, I don't know, man. Do you got any other questions? I feel like I feel like this series was just one of those that just felt real good for me. I was excited. Uh, the, the, the Saturday game, I think it was, was depressing because look, I, I think I tweeted this too. It felt like we lost 14 to four. I cannot explain why, but it really did feel like that whole game was a mess. But otherwise the Padres just showed that they're still legit with this offense. So one last thing is what is one thing that casual fans don't necessarily get to see about the Padres? Obviously we know all about Fernando Tatis, Slam Diego and all that stuff, but is there something that's even cooler about them that people would like that we don't know about um so a couple things that i will i, I again I, I hate that i'm doing being a show for my own podcast coming out tomorrow uh that i won't spoil totally some underrated things but i would say um just there's a lot more depth i think maybe some people realize like there's there's goofy players on this team i mean will byers is we didn't even talk about will byers who i was literally about to type in the blue button tweet uh, praising that he'd been uh like a pretty decent defender um at, like it was the friday the friday game when they they called out olsen at home i was like he got the ball and quickly he's been solid all year and then i think he made about 75 errors over the next uh, the next two days so th- that's one thing but myers is kind of rise back to being good not back to being good just being good for once uh eric hosmer's launch angle stuff right um i'd say that the biggest thing with the team is just um it's another team that yet again will upset the Dodgers in the playoffs, potentially. I know that the Dodgers fans are freaking out because we got Clevenger. Um, and I just think it's one of those teams that people should pay attention to for all the things outside of Tatis and Machado. And also just their rotation is so much better than Slam Diego might uh, suggest, meaning that it's not just their offense. The bullpen has been a little bit of a mess, and hopefully it'll improve under Sir uh, Trevor Rosenthal, who's an elite social media follow, by the way. Um, but I think the biggest thing I'd say with them um, definitely pay attention to that starting rotation. It's low key, quite good and quite consistent with the Nelson Lamette, Clevenger now, Paddock. He's in, he hasn't been as good, but he's still you know decent. And then uh, Zach Davies, and then uh, Mackenzie Gore potentially coming up. Garrett Richards, who used to be really great back in the day for the Angels. I just think uh, the rotation is the biggest thing I'd follow uh, with people, and just watch them in the dugout, man. So much fun. It's a fun team. And who in the world is it rooting for the Padres right now? They have yet to do 
I guess maybe the clever thing, but they have yet to do anything <laughs> that's really given them any bad karma at all. And that's what's so exciting about them is that it's a true how can you hate this team type of thing, unless you're maybe the Dodgers who are worried that anytime it's conceivable that they could lose to a decent team, uh, they do. So, you know, that's what I would say to all the casual fans out there. Actually, I do have one more question. Um, go for it. Say it's somebody me. was going to get a Padres jersey. Do you go with the mm. brown ones like that we saw on Friday night or the home white pinstripes? I say home white pinstripes, but it's okay. close. It's close. And if you I actually here's a hipster take for you. Here's a hipster take. Are you ready, everybody? I actually think jerseys are basic as hell. OK, so this is this has been one of my brewing takes that I haven't released to the public, but I like jerseys. But here's my thing. I like team custom like fan shirt things from like, you know, indie shops and stuff like that infinitely better. And whether it be pop culture or sports, because you can actually wear those more casually. You know what I mean? Maybe you're going out to see friends. You can't just wear the baseball jersey every time. You know what I mean? You can't just do that. So I just think more bang for your buck is going with uh, different merch and different shirts. Like we're nasty, Phil, which I forgot where that was available uh, because of Eric Hosmer's tweet from uh, like a month or so ago (laughs) towards uh, Phil Hughes. But that's what I would say. Um, But between the two, I would go with the stripes because they're the superior pinstripes in the league, as we all know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're they're obviously the team most affiliated with pinstripes Absolutely. in all of baseball history uh you know since the beginning of baseball <laughs> when the padres didn't exist uh, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely i'm taking shots at a lot of fan bases today not yeah, mean it, mean shots fun. but like mini shots yeah it's it's what you i'm having a fun time jason that's basically what i'm trying to get <laughs> off right now it's really great being a padres guy right now uh you, you can tell too because like They'll do something and then nobody cares. And like, yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll do something like, hey, uh, that that thing wasn't kosher. And they're like, but they're the Padres. Who cares? I, I like them. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much, man. Uh, but yeah, I feel like on that note, we should wrap it up with that moment of uh, positivity. Uh, Jason, what do you got coming up for their pod this week that you want to tease for people who might want to uh, check it out? And just uh, hopefully uh, you're st- you're doing well. Hopefully you're doing well in that respect. Uh, we are basically just going to be talking about this A's Astros series for it's a big series for the week. They got five games against the Astros in four days. A's could theoretically kind of wrap up the AL West with a good showing. So if they win four out of five. They're up six and a half with two weeks to play. I'll, I'll take it. And also the Astros anointed in my eyes, uh, the San Diego Padres slam Diego, you know, officially it came on the Astros watch. So yeah, I feel like, uh, you know, maybe they got some, Maybe they can give us a nickname this week. That'd be nice. Yeah, uh, maybe Slam the state... Town is one yeah. that I've been going with, but I don't know. Slam Town. <laughs> maybe, uh, <laughs> hey, maybe they could have, you know, we purchased the state of Texas pretty much uh, after that series <laughs> against the Rangers and uh, the Astros. So maybe this is a California takeover. Maybe it's going to extend to Oakland now, too. Who knows? We'll have to see. But um, I thoroughly enjoy that. <laughs> uh, definitely for sure. We'll have to see, Jason. It's always fun talking. Uh, everybody should also listen to our Moneyball podcast. Very underrated podcast, I think, especially when I pitched my Padres movie. And you had an, an excellent, excellent casting of AJ Prellers as Killian Murphy, potentially. I thought that was excellent. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's been a fun talking with you, man. I'll see you later. 
Sounds good, man. Take it easy. And zip zap zooey, everybody. That about does it with my conversation with Jason Burke of Locked On A's. Nice little healthy little recap of the series, if I do say so myself. Remember to go follow Jason. I'll link his Twitters and stuff in the description, as I always do for all my guests and whatnot. And uh, stay tuned, guys. Tomorrow and Thursday, we have a very special and I think a very, very fun episode coming up talking the mid-season Padres Awards. I'm going to be joined by Brady Lim of the Friar Faithful Chronicle. It was really fun. We recorded our and it, it, I, I thought it was really fun. I thought it was funny, and I thought it was just enjoyable to just geek about about. It's a very, very uh, insider baseball, insider geeky, insider uh, kind of Padres uh, content and what you what you would call it. So uh, look forward to that, guys. And without all being said, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, wherever, wherever. I promise you, it is on there and if you guys would do me a favor and stroke my ego maybe just give me some five star reviews on the itunes app that would be very much appreciated and until next time stay safe and of course stay faithful my friar faithful homies take care